What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, better known as Mental Illness across all social media platforms. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice. I'm a diagnosed narcissist, and I use my platform to raise awareness for NPD, get more people into therapy, and to validate the victims and survivors of said disorder. Today's episode is going to be about is going to answer the age-old question: Did the narcissist ever love me? Did they miss me? Do they like how do narcissists really, really feel? So, <clears throat> did the narcissist ever love you? So, this is my perspective right here. I'm a diagnosed narcissist. I'm pretty sure there are going to be a lot of people out here who disagree with my perspective on this, but. This is my perspective. I'm open to interpretation and I'm open to some constructive criticism, not people attacking me. We don't do that. I'm still a narcissist. Like, hey, guys, Lee Hammock, that narcissist guy doesn't like to be criticized. Duh. It's in the <laughs> yeah, criticism is one of the things that most narcissistic people don't like. So, yeah, I don't like to be criticized. But here we go. So did the narcissist ever love you? I'm going to say at a time, probably yes. At a time, probably yes. Because as a narcissist, during the love bombing phase, I have truly felt like I found my person. I'm not a sociopath. I'm, I don't have antisocial personality disorder. I'm only speaking about people like narcissistic people, narcissists, nor NPD people. I really, truly feel like I've been in love before. I love my wife and everything like that. I feel like every time I meet somebody that I think is the one, I want to shower them with love, care, and affection. I'm not trying to manipulate them like to the point where I'm just going to use them and throw them away. No, I want to shower, I want to manipulate them into loving me like I love them, to feeling the same way I feel on the inside about them. I want them to know that. I want to, so that's where it comes into. That's where the manipulation comes into play right there. I want you to love me because I think that I love you. I'm giving you everything that you want and need. Tell me. I'm a good listener. Tell me everything that you want and need. Oh, your mom's birthday is this day? Cool. Bam. I'm doing something for your mom's birthday. Oh, your dad uh, passed away on this date right here? Oh, that sucks. I'm doing something in remembrance for your dad's birthday. I'm doing that. I'm th literally throwing everything out the window. I'm jumping out the window. I'm trying to do whatever it takes to get you to feel about you, get you, get you to feel about me how I feel about you. The love bombing phase. I think some narcissistic people are actually addicted to the love bombing phase because we give. Like I'm just telling you, you know that's why that's why y'all get so. That's why I like the non-narcissistic people, the people who are dealing with narcissists. Um, some of y'all might be narcissists, but that's what, that's a whole different story. Um, but the people who are dealing with narcissists, that's why you. Every time I'm talking to people one on one and things like that, people just say the love bombing phase was intense. It was it was like none other. Like I've never been love bombed or talked to like that. I've never been cared for like that or whatever you have to say. You people just you know, that's how they feel. Like, I've never been talked to, cared for, or whatever. You know. So you want to, you like that feeling that love bombing phase is addictive. That's why a lot of times when you get into these relationships. When you when the love bombing stops, you try to get back to it because nobody's ever make you feel that way, right? Cheeks clapped everywhere. It, it just it's a just a powerful, powerful, intoxicating time for both for both people. The narcissist is enthralled with you too. That's why they do this type of stuff. I know I see a lot of people just say the narcissist never loved you. Okay, if that helps you heal, take that for what it is. But I think to me and the way my mind works, I think it would be tough if I had a thirty five year marriage to somebody. To find out they never loved me from jump shoes, all manipulation. Like, who the hell manipulates somebody for 35 years? I've been feeling like some people are so. Don't, when you talk about narcissists, don't speak in absolutes. I think when people talk about narcissistic personality disorder, or NPD, whatever you want to say, or narcissists and toxic people in general, 
so many people speaking absolutes like all narcissists do the same thing so when you hear somebody speaking in absolutes and your narcissistic person didn't do that one thing that this person is speaking about it might throw you off to believe that your person is not a narcissist hey my narcissistic person didn't do that so they must not be a narcissist because you spoke in an absolute and if you're speaking in an absolute it must be true so all narcissists are uh on the download or bisexual or something like that my narcissistic person is not that way so hmm Maybe they're not a narcissist. Let me stay in this relationship longer. I'm, I'm a true, I'm a true proponent of whatever helps you heal, helps you heal. But I just also think that finding out some, hearing that somebody never loved you for twelve years can destroy you. Feel like you, that's when you get into the the position where you feel like you wasted so much time. I wasted twelve years with somebody who didn't love me. Now, that's what I tell people. Maybe they loved you at the beginning because they they love bombed you. That's what the love bombing is. Do you know what I mean? They give you everything that you want and need because they do care about you. So when people ask me the question, "Do narcissists love you?" I ask, "How are they treating you?" Well, at the beginning, they treated me like they love me. There you have it, right there. At the beginning, they treated you like they loved you because they do. But something inside the narcissist's brain, something clicks off. It's like it's like I, t I describe it like a light switch or a candle. Like it's like a you know, let's say this microphone is a candle right here. If y'all y'all have to look at the YouTube channel, of people on my podcast. But let's say it's like a candle right here. The candle is burning so bright. It's at the beginning. The candle is burning so brightly. It's like everybody can't see. It. Nobody wants to be around y'all. Y'all too in love. Y'all too in love. Put, take that home. Like y'all y'all do that in private. Too much PDA. Y'all love it to the too much. Y'all relationship goes. The candle is burning brighter than ever. Correct. That's how it goes. The candle is just just lit a blaze, right? But then something happens. Like as the relationship goes on, the candle gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. The light, the, the flame gets a little bit lower, gets a little bit lower, gets a little bit lower. As the narcissist withdraws away from you, the emotionally disconnects from you and starts the devaluation phase. And then guess what? The candle gets blown out. The, the devaluation phase is in full effect. And you don't recognize the person you were anymore. They don't touch you anymore. They don't love you anymore. They don't care about you anymore. They don't feel the same way about you anymore. It's like a candle blown out. But guess what? You... Because you got addicted to the love on me phase because you fell so in love with the narcissist, you're trying to relight that candle. Your goal is to turn back on that light switch if you want to use a different analogy. But you want to relight that candle so bad, you're trying to flicker it. You got your little big lighter, you're just flicking it. Like you ain't trying to light a cigarette. You're like, but you can't light somebody else's candle. You don't have the ability to do that. Ooh, that was fire. Literally and figuratively fire. Um, you can't light, ooh, ooh. Who <laughs> You can't light somebody else's sky. I gotta write that down, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> I'm pulling out my remarkable two. I'm gonna write that down to do a TikTok video about that later on. You can't light somebody while you're trying to work through it. You're doing all this stuff, trying to get that person to love you again, trying to get that person to care for you again, trying to get that affection back. You're doing all this work. You're working, 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 trying your trying different lighters, trying different uh matches. You're trying to relight that candle, but you can't relight that narcissistic person's candle. You can't do that. You don't have the you don't have the capability of doing that. But guess what? When you try to leave, the candle flickers. It's like some somehow the candle flickers again. If the narcissist is not ready to discard you and you try to leave them, that candle will flicker on again. Like the light is it's burning. It's a, it's a, it's not a very bright light, but it's burning bright enough to shine in the dark room. You can see the candlelight. So guess what? The potential is still there. You're like, okay, they still care about me. They still love me. Then you get sucked back into a relationship, and then guess what? <sighs> Candle blows out again, right back to don't, right back to devaluation stage. So the narcissist, they, do they love you? Have they ever loved you? I do think the narcissistic people love you in the beginning, and it just goes away over time. It does. Like, for whatever reason, it, y'all, 
it doesn't take it, different air blows out other people's candles. Like whatever happened in their relationship to their narcissist, they blow out their own candles. It could be they found out some, something about that. They don't view you in the same light. So the candle goes out for you and they try to burn it for somebody else. You know, so they don't view you in the same light. It could be they found out something about your past. They don't look at you the same way. It could be something they, they found out you don't like some certain things that you said you like. You lie to them. You do something to them. You do something that's very, very small and minute to them. Because a narcissistic person's love is very, very conditional. It's a very, very conditional type of love. So it's not unconditional. It comes with strings attached. Conditions are coming attached to this love, y'all. So if your narcissistic person tells you that they love you, there's conditions attached. When you violate one of those conditions, the candle gets blown out for good. And y'all, and you, you can get mad. I know people get mad. You get distraught. How do I, what condition did I violate? They probably won't tell you because guess what? Because you've known them for this long, y'all been together for this long, you should know what condition you violated. Even if it's your parent, you should know what condition you violated. I'm your mom. I'm your dad. You should know what you've done. Why do I have to tell you? I raised you, I raised you to be a certain way, but you're not that certain way. You know what I mean? So a lot of toxic parents will do the same thing, same thing, withdraw love and the care and affection from their kids. So you have a narcissistic parent. There you have it right there. And y'all get into these relationships with people. Like I said, the vetting process, if you feel like you are getting swept off of your feet in a relationship, if you feel like at the beginning of a relationship, you're getting swept off of your feet. A lot of times it's to get dropped onto the top of your head. They're sweeping you off your feet to drop you on your head. Slow down. Because even if they sweep you off of your feet, they can't sweep you off of your feet if you slow down. Like they can gradually pick a leg up, a leg or two. Set boundaries in the beginning. Believe. How do we know if they're if the love bombing is real? You don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to say yes to everything. But if you're afraid to say no to somebody, you're going to get taken advantage of. You just are. You your boundaries are going to get violated. You're going to get manipulated, and you're going to get taken advantage of for a very very long time. You're going to then you're going to feel like you wasted years because you ignored the red flags because you couldn't say no in the beginning to stuff that you didn't want to do. Yeah, they're love bombing you trying to make you happy, but you can say no if that's not something that you really want to do. You have the ability and the power to say no. You actually can. You can do that. You have to choose to do that, and it's, it can be very very tough to do that. But you can absolutely one hundred percent do that. You have to be the one to set those boundaries. You you can say no. You don't have to say yes to everything. How do I know if I'm dealing with a narcissist? You don't have to say yes to everything. I'm as a narcissist, I'm going to try to press you into saying yes to everything. I'm going to make you feel guilty about saying no, or I'm going to threaten to give it to somebody else. All of those things can be true. Or I can pretend like, okay, okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, and be mad as hell. Covert narcissism. Be mad as hell. On the inside, not showing you though, punishing you through silence, withdraw. Now you just violate one. Now you just violated one of the conditions of this love bombing phase, and I'm gonna not not gonna love you as much. And then you will have your answer. That's why I tell people to slow the hell down. Y'all be rushing for no reason. You rush to make people jealous. Like we got married in a whole month. I don't even know their last name. Well, now I do because I saw it on the marriage certificate. <laughs> I'm Mrs. S Smith. I'm already a Smith. I'm Smith Smith. I have two. I'm I'm double Smith. Two Smiths, Smith squared. See, so you, you don't even pay attention. Listen, talk to people, understand people. And like some, and somebody reaches out to you, take it for, take it with a grain of salt. Don't just dismiss somebody because you're in a love bombing phase. If their ex reaches out, could they be jealous? Yeah, they could be 100% be jealous of what y'all have going on, or they could be trying to save you some time, effort, and energy. Hey, that person is a narcissist. They're lying to you. They're manipulating you. This is the love bombing phase you're in. You know, I'm not being love bombed. You didn't get love bombs. You just jealous of me because I'm better than you. Five years later, boom, you should have listened. I wasted so much time. I should have just listened. My pride got in the way. Your pride got in the way. Who's it sound like? 
Hmm. I'm not saying that you're a narcissist, but if you are, I'm just joking. Slow down, y'all. Take your time. So did a narcissist love you in the beginning? Possibly. Now, do they, and do they miss you at the end? I'm going to do a whole other video on y'all. I don't, like, I don't like these videos going too long. Do they miss you in the end? It really, really depends. What did they Ask yourself this question. What did they miss about you? What did they miss about you? So in conclusion, a narcissistic person's love is very, very conditional. It comes with strings attached. And if they, if you do, if you violate one of those conditions, the candle gets blown out for good. Anyways, y'all, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I really, truly appreciate every single one of y'all because guess what? As much as y'all learn from me, I'll learn even more from you. I promise. I promise. I promise. Thank y'all for tuning in. Mental illness is out. Peace. My podcast, because I know I had a little skip in the beginning. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. We're going to wrap that up. The technical technical difficulties, you know. So technical difficulties. Boom, 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 boom. Let me look at my let me look at the narcissist code real quick. See y'all see if y'all look it out real quick. We was at an even four hundred last time on the Apple Podcast reviews. Uh let's look today. Four oh eight. Wow. Thank y'all so much. Wow. Eight new positive reviews. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm like literally shocked, y'all. Wow. Wow. Thank y'all. That is amazing. Inichi 2020, grandmother looking for help. Thanks, Lee. I appreciate the reality, reality check. Allison 23990 says, Thank you so much for all I can, all the laughter is the best medicine. Thank you. Zim Bell, Zion Bell, she says, Here, He's a blessing. Listen to him. Help me break my trauma bond. And I'm so grateful. Wow. Really, y'all, I don't know if y'all know. I really appreciate y'all. I'm so truly thankful for y'all. And that's why I go a little longer on the actual podcast than I do on YouTube. I feel like I can talk a little. Yeah, I don't know if I, I feel like the camera on me. I have to act a certain way, but right now I'm just chilling. You know what I mean? Did she change it? Did she change? Oh, Estera, Esther XOXO, you still have that one star up there. <laughs> I appreciate you though. You gave me a good review with a one star already. It's not gonna change it. It's not gonna get the five stars anyway because people have rated me one, two, three stars before, so it's all good. Thank y'all for tuning in, y'all. Hit that five stars for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I truly appreciate it. Eye opening. Who left this one? Cat twelve nineteen. Thank you for speaking about the disorder. Thank you so much. And then. Shine 24 thank you, Lee, for your podcast. Thank you. Beach Life 87, I think I read that one already, but thank you. Divorce of Minority Abuser. Thank you all so much. Tune in. Peace.